All right, hey guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Hawkins, and this is your best life defined. So, so I'm working on this book. It's called um, Your Best Life Defined, huh? And it's based on the idea of happiness and contentment. It's kind of built. I mean, my my life is actually a story of this book because. For the longest time, I couldn't quite figure it out. I knew that I was a workaholic and I busted my ass doing all kinds of stuff, but it really never made any sense to me as to actually why I had chosen this, especially when most of the stuff I was doing, I truly didn't enjoy. I mean, and granted, I get it. Sometimes you have to work. I mean, you have to work. You have to earn a living and that's fine. But my concern is that even when I wasn't working, I was working and my whole life was grinding it out. And And what really confused me is I got into this trek to try and figure out what happiness is and why my life looked the way it did. I started watching federal inmates, and and it was amazing because federal inmates, in spite of what you might think, are not miserable, angry beasts. They are just regular guys who are in a bad situation who are making the best of it. And... I was, it kind of baffled me. I mean, you'd close your eyes and you, you'd listen to the sounds on a federal, on the compound during lunch or any movement time, and you'd hear guys yucking it up and laughing and joking and having a good time. They were actually enjoying themselves. And I'm, I'm like, how in the hell can this be, right? And But yet I talked to staff and, and even people that I knew that were disgruntled, were struggling in debt and their relationships weren't going well. But when I'd ask these people, hey, are you happy? Or I'd start talking about happiness because that was my thing at the time. My thing was I was trying to find happiness. They would always say, yeah, oh, yeah, hell, I'm happy. But I'd ask him about specifics because I was trying to learn from you. I'd ask him, well, yeah, but do you love your house? Do you love doing your... Well, no, but I'm happy. And there would be a point where if I continued my conversation with them, they would actually get pissed off at me because no one wants to admit they're unhappy. And I thought, well, it was just people aren't being honest. Well, you take it back to federal inmates. The guys in federal prison, the guys in federal prison, um, I talked to a lot of them. I mean, I bet you I probably talked to 2,000 guys about happiness and in various conversations about, you know, how prison is and how they're able to adapt to prison. And it comes down to what most of them said, yeah, I'm, I'm reasonably content. Do I want to be here? Am I happy that they, I've lost all my rights and I don't have access to my family or any things I love to do? No. But as they explained it to me, what it amounted to was you only have two choices. You can accept what you can't, you can accept what you have or you can change what you have. But in federal prison, you cannot change the fact that you're in prison. You can't do, there's nothing you can do about that. So the only alternative is to be an angry ass and fight staff and end up being locked down 24-7. Or you conform and you find a certain amount of contentment by accepting the life you're living. And I did a video early on about this, and I'm not sure if it went over real well, but we're going to do it again because this is really an important point to consider when you think about it. I mean, you're you're probably going, well, what the hell do federal inmates have to do with me? Well, if you think about your life, you are happy with your life. But the question you need to ask yourself is, is your life fueling your life? Is your life providing you with the energy and the excitement and the satisfaction that you actually expect it to expect it to deliver to you? I mean, the choices are the choices you've made, these amazing choices, or you wake up every day excited like it's Christmas morning. And the truth is, most of us aren't. So how is it that when someone challenges us about our choices, the first thing we go is, hey, what are you talking about? I'm happy. Well, 
this is where my debate came in because I found out um, through my own experience that happiness is about accepting what you don't believe you can change. Now with federal inmates, that's obvious. You're sentenced to whatever the term is. You can fight the guards and fight the other inmates and your life can suck or you can go ahead and just accept your new circumstances because you can't change them and go on with your life. Wait till your sentence is done and then you can get on with your life when you get out. But I'm not in prison. I was not a federal inmate, neither are you. So the question I'm asking is, even if you're happy with your life because you've accepted it, why wouldn't you take steps to change it? I mean, because happiness is easy. Just accept what you have or buy stuff. That makes us happy too. What I'm talking about here is accessing your life. I mean, sure, you're living your life, but how many of the things are you doing are inspired by your own ideas and your own dreams? And how many of the things are you doing are choices you made because everyone else made the same choice? It's a pretty good question. When you're thinking about living your best life, that is an important question. I mean, think about it. You get up every day, you drag your butt out of bed, you grab coffee, grab a cold piece of pizza, you're out the door, and then there you are. You're in traffic. You see the same guys that you see every time you get stuck in traffic at the same intersection at the same time in the morning. You go to work, you walk in the office, and that same person still sits there, greets you, and everybody does the same exact thing. You get done with work after getting your butt chewed a couple times and realizing that the new guy in the office is actually the biggest suck-ass you've ever seen. You can't stand him even though you got to be nice to him because we got to be politically correct. That's what I'm talking about. You jump in your car, you roll home, and then almost home you realize you don't have any beer, don't have any wine, and there you are. You're back in your car. You go stand in line at some liquor store. Now you're six feet out the door because there's nine people in front of you who have the same exact amazing life. Good thing you're happy. You get home, supper's fixed, kids are taken care of, day, uh, the, the homework is done, and you plop your ass down in your recliner, turn the TV on, and then fall asleep after a few beers or a couple glasses of wine. Or maybe you go ahead and get to bed. And you're happy because if you're like most people, you don't have the financial choices or the, you don't have the time to do anything else. I mean, what are you going to do? You work until eight or 10 hours a day. You have all these obligations. So what's, what are the choice do you have? That's why, that's why when I talk about happiness, happiness isn't the right, isn't the right plan. Being happy doesn't have anything to do with anything. I'm not, I'm not happy when I wake up in the morning and I realize I'm going to do another podcast because there's a knot in my stomach about making sure that I give you quality information. I share information with you that you need. But what I found is that it's not about being happy because most of the stuff I do isn't about being happy, but it gives me access to things that energize me. This owning this fifth wheel is a pain in the ass. It's a trailer house and it's built. It's probably not even built as well as your conventional trailer houses because they just mass produce these things. It doesn't make me happy to have to work on the stereo or to empty the black tank or do any number of things. I just replaced an entire suspension, put disc brakes on this thing so we could stop. That didn't make me happy. But it made my life better. It gave me access to my best life possible because by living in this in this house and this being our house, this was my opportunity to go out and explore, to see the life I want to live and to do the things that I do love that do inspire me like mountain biking and spending time in Bar Harbor, Maine and, and in Yuma and all over the country in Florida. And, you know, that's that's really what it's about. I mean, there are a lot of things that can make you happy. I mean, I love beer. But 
I don't. I mean, sitting around drinking beer every day is is, and while it'll make me happy, there's another requirement that has to happen, is that is has to add value to your life. I mean, and are you are you experiencing that right now? I mean, are the is that house? Is the debt? Is the cars? Are all the things you're doing truly adding value to your life? I mean, you wake up excited. Do they? Are they a source of energy? Now, for some people, they are. Some people are all about this whole house and life thing. But if you're not one of those people, then even if you're happy with your life, why not do something about it? Why not choose something better? And that's what it's about. What would make your life better? Let's just say that you are right there, mid Midtown America. You are living the dream. You are spending about as much as you make. Your time is about limited to maybe a half a day on Saturday and a full day Sunday, and that's your life. How do you add the better to it? Well, I've said it before. My wife and I started adding better just by walking. Now, granted, walking with your wife when you haven't spent any time with her in six years is probably not the best way to start out if you're too sensitive because for the first, I don't know, first two or three weeks, she did a lot of the talking. I did a whole lot of listening. I learned a lot about my wife. But once we got past that, our life got better because our relationship got better. And that's as simple as it is. I learned a few things. And then we, as we talked, we started trying to work on things and we became more honest and open with each other. And the next thing you know, we are living this, we, we're actually looking forward to these walks because it makes our life better. Now you pick it. I, I went, I went to the extreme. I mean, I rolled all the way out and I got rid of all our stuff in one month. 40 years of stuff was out of that house in a month. And within six months, the house was gone and we were living in a fifth wheel full time. Now that's the extreme, but it made my life better. And why? Because I didn't, I, I didn't necessarily hate mowing lawns or hate doing anything that the conventional life offers, but it just didn't give me the access that I wanted to the life I dreamed of living. And that included being able to travel. And I'm not a rich guy. I don't know. I don't have the money to spend $100, $150 a night in someone else's room or in a hotel or in an Airbnb. I just can't afford it. So we had to make a change. And I've said it before, this RV is nothing more than a launch pad for our life. And you ask yourself, what would you love to do? I talk about the boat a lot, but I mean, ladies, if you, you know, what do you love? Are you, do you love to bake? What's your thing? What is your excitement? What energizes you? If you're into whatever it is, then build some time around that. And if that means you have to make a sacrifice on one end, so what? Life's about quality. I mean, life's about doing what inspires you. So if your house is not really inspiring you, it doesn't matter what, what your perception is of the world. I mean, because we all think, oh, yeah, everybody thinks I'm, I'm, I'm successful because I have this big-ass house. That's what the media wants you to believe. Because also, if you buy this and that, you're going to be beautiful, and the ladies or the men are going to want you, and you're going to be famous. None of it's true. So the only thing that really matters when you talk about your happiness and what you're doing is what can you do to improve your life? What can make it better? Making it better for me is the more I'm laughing, the more time I have to hang out and go, wow, look at that. And ooh, look at this. When you got your camera up and you're taking pictures, that's a better life. You know why? Because you're capturing something that you haven't experienced. When you when you don't look at your phone for an entire day to see what's happening on Facebook or on social media because you're so engulfed and so in, entrenched in the activity that you've chosen for yourself for that day, that's when your life is getting better.
When you don't give two shits about what anyone else is doing or where they've been or what tragedy they're going through because at that very moment you are engaged in the most amazing experience of your life, that is a better life. And maybe it it does take sacrifice. I mean, it was a tough road for us to go from a conventional house to where we are right now. But the true benefit is in the life we get to live because of it. I mean, the sun's out, the snow is melting, and I'm sure over the course of this next summer, you're going to see all, you're going to see way more shit about what I'm doing than you care to. And you're going to hear way more stories about how we almost got eaten by a bear while we were hiking or all the amazing things we've seen. But I'm not on social media. I'm not looking at my phone because I have this amazing experience in front of me that actually enhances my life. It energizes me. gets me excited about this thing called living. Can you say that? What things in your life make you go, yeah? What things in your life make you go, I, I got to do more of this, man. This is cool. Woo. You know, and it happens a lot. Every town my wife and I pull into, by the time we, we're, we're there about three weeks, I'm like, oh, we could live here. Oh, no, we could live here. If I bought a house every place, I mean, every time I said it, I'd own houses everywhere we've ever been, with a few exceptions. Probably not going to buy a house in Meridian, Mississippi, okay? Been there. But that's what it's about. And I've noticed something. I'm going to call you guys out. If you're if you're that person who has your nose buried deep in politics, and that's your thing, and, and you got this whole idea about your superstar politician, get a life. Because if you had if you had your life engaged, if your life was engaged to the extent it needs to be engaged, you wouldn't give two shits about it. Sure, you'd 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 still vote for the person you believe in, but you wouldn't be spending your time on social media ranting and raving about it or bitching about a shit bunch of shit you have no control over because they're all thieves. I don't know if where you came from if you don't think that, but talk to your parents, talk to everyone around, they're thieves. In fact, they stole a bunch of money from us during this last COVID thing. All right. Where do you who got paid those millions? Who got that money? And somewhere down the road, those politicians will pass some rule so all their million millionaire buddies can be forgiven for the money they borrowed. And it'll just be a gift kind of payback for getting elected. If you got your nose in someone else's business, what's your life look like? I mean, I don't have time to be in anybody else's business. I don't care whether you like my podcast or you hate them because I just don't have time for that. I'm doing the best I can to try and help you capture more of your life. You should be scuba diving. You should spend more time playing golf. You should be camping more. And you sure as hell shouldn't be working at home on your days off. You should be out playing. You should be out launching your life. You should be going to bed every night tired, not because you had to work your ass off to support your life, but because you got to go out and play until you just ran out of gas. I mean, remember when you was when you was 9, 10, 11, you just run your ass off from the time you get up in the morning until the time you finally get called in when you hear that dreaded screen door squeak open and they say, got to come home, get home. And your day is done. You go home, you drop down in bed and you fall asleep to dreams and things that you did during the day and the fun that you had. I don't know. Maybe it's just a maybe. Maybe I'm the fool. But I don't think so because I've got a summer planned ahead of me. And granted, COVID-19 has put a serious cramp in our style because I am dying to be out there. And we would be in Oregon right now. We would be in the, uh, in Oregon in the, on the Oregon coast right now if it hadn't been for COVID-19. But you've got to make the best of it, right? So 
I could go on about this. This is a good one. But just so you know, guys in prison are happy, but it's not because they love where they're at. It's because they've accepted where they're at and they don't have any choice. But you do. You do have a choice. But it takes, it takes some balls. It takes the nerve. It takes the determination to actually be true to yourself first and stop giving so much of a shit about what other people think and about these images that have been painted for us. Painted for us. Because the truth is no one cares. No one gives a shit. Sure, they drive by your house and if they pull in and say, yeah, yeah, Chris, you got a really nice looking yard there. But they're not sitting there talking about it and it certainly isn't inspiring anybody. And so... I mean, I clean my truck. I used to clean my vehicles every week. And I don't do it anymore. You know why? Because that's not my priority. I clean them once a month, if that. Or when Sandy says the truck's getting pretty dirty, you got to clean it. Because my focus has changed. That truck being clean or dirty doesn't make my life better. That truck getting to where I need it to take me so I can experience the things in my life that I value, that makes my life better. So... Anyway, I think that's probably a pretty good one. I think I've said enough for now. Hey, listen, I'd love to hear from you. I, I don't know if I expect to or how, how to roll this thing. I'm not a marketing guru. I'm just a, I'm just a guy who's lived a hard life, and, and now I'm living the best part of it. And it's because we chose it. We decided that we were going to live our best life possible. And we defined what that looked like, and we talked about it, and we spent time working out the details, and now here we are. And are we done? Hell no. I'm not going to be done growing until the day I die. Something to think about and something to think about for your kids because remember that your kids are watching you. And if you give them the impression it's okay to live your life in debt, to live your life struggling and to live your life wanting things that you will never have because you just can't get focused and focus your efforts and your energy towards that, you're handing them that dream, whatever that dream is. So. Until next time, hey, listen, guys, my name is Chris Haquez. This is your best life defined. And as always, remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.